Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Marriage on a Tightrope. Uh, this is Alan, and we've got a problem because Katie is highly distracted right now. <laughs> She's We're not sitting here. Yet. We're not starting. No, I have started because I need to. This is an intervention. Oh my god! With our listeners, Katie has discovered, or at least embraced, I should say. She she's known about it for a while, but today marks a sad day, <laughs> April third, two thousand twenty. Katie has embraced and wasted a good chunk of the day on TikTok. You heard that right. A thirty-nine-year-old on TikTok. Hey, I am going to shout out to any person over the age of 30 who is now binging TikTok because you're on quarantine. That's kind of the way it happens. And it's like a black hole. You just like, you get further and further and further in and you can't get out. You have to get past the initial setup, right? You have to get past because I think nine out of 10 of them are high school girls. Until you start liking some of the dancing and the American Idol or the oh singers and the, you add some accounts and then it gets Chris a little Pratt, more. Chris Pratt, Liam Hemsworth. Arnold Schwarzenegger and his mini horses. That's right. Um, <laughs> you guys, it's a black hole. And now I'm like seeing these people do these like synchronized dance moves. I'm like, we should totally do that. <laughs> no, we already did a Little Mermaid recreation. That's enough for, for the two months. Well, wow, so we've started. You've introduced us. Oh, yeah, us. no, this is it. We Are um, we still married? Did you we are still part? married. I okay. didn't, but we are. This this episode is, as you can tell, unscripted. I literally hit record without Katie knowing that I was hitting record because <laughs> she was watching TikTok and I was sick of it. You uh, didn't tell me to come. You didn't tell me you were starting. You're. I'm always, in our relationship, I'm always the one waiting for her to get off electronics. Oh. <laughs> Guys. If I've learned anything about quarantine with my husband, it's dot, dot, dot. I have a lot of stamina on a screen. Okay, so this episode, even though it's probably the most laid back opening in the 60 some odd episodes, I can't remember exactly how many that we've had, uh, it's actually a quite stressful topic. But we're going to do, do and this. And we waited till the umpteenth hour in order to release it. I know. This is the night before General Conference begins. And we know that this is a, a tender, difficult topic for mixed faith couples. So this is... There, let me take a step back. There are a number of different types of episodes we do. We do interviews. We do advice episodes of things. Hey, this is what we've learned talking with other couples. And then we have episodes that are all about, here's just what we're doing, and this is what we are going to do. So we don't have a script, we don't have bullet points written out on... uh, Clearly. ...of advice or anything like that. Bullet number one was talk about TikTok for two minutes. (laughs) Uh, We don't have any of of that scripted out because there is no advice really that is going to be um, spoken other than any nuggets that ring true in just our experience that we're going to talk about. So we wanted to just hit record as we already have and talk a little bit about what our plan is for General Conference, uh, this General Conference. Perhaps we will go back in time and talk about how previous General Conferences have been. And maybe we do that first. So Yeah, let's just jump right into what's Jump tomorrow. into the present? All right, never mind. Katie trumped me on that one. Ugh, shouldn't use that name. Sorry for any conservatives <laughs> out there. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> So, 
tomorrow is the Saturday session. There are three sessions. And so wait, is the third session like the priesthood session? Yeah, I think I think tomorrow is priesthood session because last I time remember. was, was I think women's it was session. Women. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. So we have uh, 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 6 p.m. tomorrow, uh, mountain time. And before this whole quarantine uh, jumped on us, we, we actually had a different plan. We were going to be out of town for this. We were supposed to be in sunny Arizona. We just, the kids' spring break is just, um, it's what actually going week? really quick. So it's, it's just about over. They're going to be back in school on Monday. And uh, we were going to be out of town through late Sunday, uh, back down in Arizona, get some get some sun. But uh, of course, because of the quarantine, we are at not gone. We are at home. Part of the benefit of being gone was uh, it it basically let us just kind of ignore conference. So that was the the original plan was no people can, not ignore not ignore but no no it was it was to one hundred percent. Like, get away from it. Because it can't be streamed anywhere from outside of Murray. But we're for on vacation. <laughs> it, it's all good. No, I know. It's basically, you're on vacation. We did. Neither of us felt, well, I certainly don't ever, but Katie didn't feel like she had to listen at that time. Uh, we, ha- we talked to a lot of people, and so people could text us and, oh my gosh, I love this talk, and oh my goodness, stay away from that talk. So in that way, while we're on the road, we could listen to talks that... Uh, people kind of bring to our attention. But a few days ago, Katie was like, mm, we're at home. I have uh, a thought about conference. What was your, what did you propose to me? Okay. I'm feeling, feeling very brave right now because I don't know. It's late. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you just had a cookie. I had a cookie. And... A cookie, a skillet cookie to be very, uh, precise. Yeah. And um, I just, you know, okay, we try real hard, really, really hard not to bring up, like, specific examples or specific doctrine or whatever it might be because we understand how it affects both sides, right? Yeah. So we try really hard to do that, but in this type of situation where I actually have an opinion and you have an opinion, it's very hard to, like, bite my tongue and just talk in... Uh, like, uh, like a neutral tone. Neutral tone. So, you know, if you want to, just put your headphones in, or skip past this part, or do whatever you want. Okay, I'm just gonna like lay it out there. I'm telling you, you're piquing a lot of people's interest right now, <laughs> including mine. So why don't you go ahead? Uh, okay. So in the past, my go-to, like way of not confronting things head on is to go on a trip. Okay. Quarantine life means I literally cannot leave any part of things I I don't want to confront. Everything has to be confronted, which means that we have to work through them and I have to face them head on. And it's hard. The reason why I didn't want to watch conference is because the last Two times I have, I felt triggered by something, something someone said, something that I felt was unkind, something that I felt was an, an like a, there was a general overtone that my my life was not a good one that you know we have and that we chose. So it you know the, like this leads me to believe that 
you know, what's going to be different about this conference? Well, it's, there's not going to be any difference. And so like for me, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to run away and plan something else so that I don't, I can just completely avoid it. And I know so many of you are doing the same thing or had planned to do the same thing. Maybe you guys are doing the same thing, but uh, national parks are shut down, hikes are shut down. Like, I feel like this is something I have to hit like Right. right straight on. And it's like, I don't know, is it going to be a car crash or is it going to be like a near miss or what is it going to be like? So, you know, tomorrow I, I've i been really nervous about this particular general conference because it all revolves around Joseph Smith and the first vision and him seeing God in Jesus Christ. And also in this build up, you know, it's going to be unlike any other And I kind of like thought, I scoffed at that when I heard it. I thought, okay, well, whatever, you know, we'll see what happens. But then it got nearer and nearer and nearer. And now we have like, we're in quarantine life. We've had earthquakes. We've had missionaries come home. Guys, my sister is finally coming home tomorrow at 1130. And it was really hard to get her back um, because they had just shut everything down. And, and so... For all of those reasons, I'm I'm in a weird place. I'm feeling worried that I'll be triggered. At the same time, I do get comfort and it is a source of light and and healing for me in some ways. You know, not all of the talks are bad. Not all of the talks are... There are some really beautiful ones. The music is uplifting to me. There's a lot that I gain out of it. And so I'm trying not to be... Uh, negative, like starting out, I want to be more open-minded, but it's really hard when I think of like the general theme, because you guys know I'm nuanced. I've said it lots, but one of those nuances that I have is the story of the first vision. And Alan and I have talked about this before. And so the fact that the whole all of this revolves around that is really a little bit worrying to me. And maybe, you know, I'm just building it up to be much more than actually will be, but it is, it's concerning. At the same time, I'm feeling like anxiety and I want to be comforted and I want to feel good about my life and my decisions and how I'm trying to raise my family. And and so I have this like weird 50-50 like, Almost, this is this is totally me in a scary movie. If Alan can't attest, I hate scary movies, yep. right? Yes, she does. But if there's even like a movie that's a thriller, I will I will put my head under my shirt or blanket or like do you know what kids do and they put their hands to their eyes and the fingers are like peep you're peeping out of your fingers. That's kind of how I feel like I'm going into conference, right? I'm just kind of like. Oh, please, oh, please be there, you know, let there be something that is really loving and comforting to me so I can just relax. But at the same time, I have like a wall up, right? right, Because I'm like trying to protect my own mind and heart at the same time. And so (laughs) Alan and I were talking and and we haven't talked about conference. And then we were on a walk and I said, so what are we going to do about conference this weekend? And (laughs) what did you say? Well, our plan was to not watch it. So what do you mean? (laughs) Right. And I feel like I'm changing the terms, right? Because we weren't going to watch it because we were going to be out of town. But now that we're home, I feel like, no, I I do want to watch it. So 
this morning, the other thing I wanted to talk about that I'm struggling a little bit with is this morning at 10 in the morning, I got a, I'm sure all of you did, we got an email about from the church and it just said, like it's from President Nelson and he invited us to prepare ourselves. And, you know, there are a few things that we've heard over and over again, you know, study Joseph Smith's first account of the first vision, and then, um, you know, ask yourself the questions about, you know, what have you gained from the Book of Mormon? Those are all, those are things that we've heard in the past. Um, It just says, take steps to hear the Savior better or more often, and it, you know, gives a link to hear him and to listen or to, you know, watch videos about it. But then this is a new one. This is new to me. To the sisters, study prayerfully about the restoration of the priesthood and how to draw upon that power, beginning with reading Doctrine and Covenants section 25, 84, and 107. And, okay, I, 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 I read that and and I thought to myself, why are they having us do that? Like what? It doesn't say to the men. It says to the sisters. And so I went ahead and pulled up like those sections, section 25, 84, and 107. And for those of you who haven't uh, yet pulled those up, you know, um, section 25 talks about Emma Smith as like an elect lady and she's called to aid and comfort and um, she she writes and she selects hymns and so it's it's basically like her power that was given to her um, to help Joseph in his work, right? And then um, section eighty four, I'll just I'll just give you like a brief uh, like this is also go and you can read out yourselves, but uh, most of eighty four talks about like the line of priesthood from Moses to Adam and you know what's the Melchizedek what is the you know what what are the different types of priesthoods how men will gain eternal life through the oath and covenant of the priesthood how the spirit of Christ enlightens men and the world lies in sin (laughs) just I'm literally reading from the DNC um, how the saints must testify of those things they've received, that they are to preach the gospel, and signs will follow. The elders are to go forth without purse or script, and the Lord will care for their needs. And then, you know, it goes to what we're experiencing now. Plagues and cursings await those who reject the gospel. And um, and then, and you can read on if you would like to. And then in 107... Uh, the main, the main gist of this is, well, this is where it talks about the Melchizedek and Aaronic priesthood and, um, the presiding quorums and how, how it's all, you know, the, the patriarchy and how it's all put together, you know, the first presidency and, um, just the quorums and how they're presided. So I, I read all these things and I'm like, racking my brain and now my anxiety anxiety level is going up again and I'm thinking to myself why would they ask the sisters to read those and there are one of two reasons in my mind right so the first reason is that maybe they're expounding on women and priesthood right now we can uh be witnesses you know that was something that was new 
I think that President Nelson is would kind of lead us down that road where, you know, women would be given more um, in their own realm. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's something. And then the second thing I think of is, well, maybe we're not getting, you know, more. We're not expounding more our responsibilities. But actually, it's going to be our spouses. That's going to be the men who are going to have more responsibility and they're going to ask the woman to support them. And I mean, I won't go into details about that, but those are two very different things. And they could talk about one of those things. Like I feel like there, there are big announcements that happen every conference since president Nelson came in. So I, I don't I just don't know what to make of it. It could go either way. Neither of it could be true. Maybe they just want it, but why would they tell us like the day before a conference? Like the day before to study those things. Yeah. I I don't know. I uh for those that are in my seat, uh I hear Katie talking about this and and I I'm start to feel protective. I don't want her to be hurt and I don't like seeing the anxiety. So I hope that it's positive. I hope that it's not a, a bad thing, a negative thing. Uh, there's, you know, there's oftentimes in post-Mormon land, there's an attitude of man. When I love when the leadership makes a big mistake because that just shows my spouse or that just shows my family. Um, well, they're true colors or that just, you know, it, that leads them one step closer to my side. And, um, that's not the attitude that I'm taking tonight. That's, I, I hear what Katie's saying and I really hope that it's positive experience. In fact, I, I offered today when we were driving fruitlessly to Antelope Island, which was closed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you're not a Davis County resident, peeps don't go there. And it's an hour drive and I called beforehand and it did not say anything about that on their voice message. Anyway, uh, when we were driving, I kind of turned to her and she had expressed some of this already. And I said, I just asked her, how can I make this weekend a more positive experience for you? And I don't know that you know the answer yet because you said, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I said I'll make the cinnamon rolls if that's helpful. Yeah, you can definitely make the cinnamon rolls. Uh, I I don't know, guys. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling. You know, if any of you are new, and I and I just I just know I, I have also been in like the very acting believing role where I just held on to every single thing that was said. I did, and. And, you know, in a lot of ways, there are a lot of really good things that I still hold on to and I love hearing, but I, you can't go through this experience and be in it for a couple of years and not feel, um, a, at least a little bit of nuance, right? Like I, I don't, I do not listen to a conference talk that says that people who have left the church are this or that, or that you shouldn't associate with them. I, to me, I just think, well, okay, that's ridiculous. Let me ask you something. I'm thinking of maybe the, the listeners who are newer to mixed faith marriage that aren't nuanced. Right. Um, 
I could hear them listening to you speak, mm-hmm. and maybe they've listened to episode one, mm-hmm. and now they've skipped and they're listening to episode 60, whatever mm-hmm. this is. I wish I would have looked it up, but anyway, 60, let's say eight. <laughs> uh what if what would you what would your response be if their reaction is i i see katie has shifted not that she doesn't believe but i don't want that i don't want nuance i'm not this is not okay i'm not okay with where my my spouse is because i see what it does over time and now they put up the roadblocks they triple down quadruple down I say that that's fine. It's part of the process. It's part of your own process. Did you double down, triple down? I double down, triple down all, like, for the first year. Don't you think? Right, yeah. I did. Before, you absolutely did. Before we started, by the time we started recording, we had gotten past both a lot of the anger on my side and a lot of the doubling, tripling down on your side. Yeah, and you know what? You have a right to do that. For sure. Because you... You can't, you're trying to control something you can't control. And however you feel, you can control it. And that may be doubling down or tripling down. That may be watching conference and believing, you know, every single message is is for you and from God and for your family. I 100% agree Uh with anyone that feels that way. Sure. It's an evolution. It's not saying that you go down the same road as us. It's right. you get to choose the road you go down. But also, as time goes on, you become much more empathetic towards your spouse who is not there, and you have a lot more understanding. So it's not that I don't, you know, heartily disagree with some of the message. It's uh, some of the messages I just feel like oh, wow, this is so hard for Alan to listen to. And while maybe we disagree on the topic of, uh, you know, eternal marriage, you know, because Alan doesn't know if there's anything after this life, and I believe that there is, I I still feel empathy for him. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel empathy in the beginning. I felt like what was happening was to hurt me. I was thinking of me, 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 and that's okay. Again, it's an evolution, but I was very hurt and I felt like it was something was being taken from me and I felt you were taking it from me and I was mad and you were mad because you felt like the church had taken it from you. Right. So if you are in the beginning stages and you're listening to this, you have every right to feel the way you do about where you are in, in your own process and your own road. Uh, my one bit of advice is that during this time, you're going to feel so supported and uplifted by, by your church leaders. But your spouse is not going to have any type of support, none, during this time. And... Alan jumped online when we would have general conference and he'd be texting his like post-Mormon friends and I would get like unreasonably angry with him because I'm like, why can't you just tell me? Well, of course he can't tell me how he's feeling because that would just cause me more pain. So just recognize that even when you're in two different places, that's okay But don't get upset when your spouse needs support. 
the one who's out because you're going to feel support from the messages you're hearing and your spouse is not going to feel that support. So however, if they don't, if they can't listen, fine. If they need to go take a walk during a difficult talk, great. If they need to text a friend, let them. You are getting the support and they are not. So that would be my one, my one word of advice for those just newly starting. But don't feel like you have to be where we are because we're not. You know, obviously, those who've been listening to us for two plus years know our journey. And so you can understand, like, my hesitation. And, you know, I'm not the only one. I know that there are many listeners who have been listening to us the whole duration. And I just talked with a group of them today who are also feeling very cautious, anxious, um, hopeful, because there are those messages of hope. And so those are all valid, normal feelings. For the post-Mormon out there who is maybe in the beginning stages, uh, just the timeline for General Conference for me, it's been difficult in the past, all the way to not as difficult in the recent past. For probably three conferences, I was paying more attention to conference than anybody else in the family, including Katie. <laughs> uh, I think at, at initially, you know, April 2017 conference, initially it was, you guys have, you, you, it's now or never, you got to solve this, you know, help me here. And then by the next one, it was all over. <laughs> it was just over. Uh, but it was still like, let's listen, let's listen, let's listen. Um, getting angry, picking picking talks apart. Um, using At that point, using those talks to show Katie, like, this is ridiculous. Can you believe that they're saying that? So that was my 2017 mindset. And then in 2018, it was I was still heavily engaged. But and it was it was now becoming difficult because I was not quite accepting the fact that I was out of the church yet. I was still attending, it, so it was it was like I was trying to find this. How can I fit in here? And I wasn't finding it. It just, the messages weren't hitting that that mark. And then in 2019, it started to just the anxiety started to just kind of go away. I'm not anxious at all about conference this weekend whatsoever, like zero. And I know a lot of it has to do with where Katie is at as well, because. I know that if there is a talk that badmouths those that have either left or talks about people who doubt are weaker or whatever it may be, I know that that's not a threat to our relationship anymore. And so that doesn't cause me anxiety anymore. What happens for those people who, whose spouses are just newly in this and they hear that message? What do you say to them? I, hey, I've been there. <laughs> it There's hope because... The vast majority of the cases that we've talked to, couples that we've talked to, is that over time, it gets easier and it gets better for both people. Yeah. Not in every single situation. It takes work to get to that point and it takes work from both spouses to get to that point. And I know of spouses that are not in that place. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I see tears welling up in your eyes. <laughs> Don't need to point it out. Well, I just want to, I mean, I don't know what I was saying. It didn't seem like that would be a tear-causing no, statement. No, I just, I think it's, 
I don't know. I'm feeling stressed. Well, I'm sorry. Thanks. I really love you. I don't... I really do want... I, I don't want you to worry about me this weekend at all because I'm not concerned about conference. My focus is all on you because I no, know I- conference is going to be hard. Hopefully not, but I know that you're worried about it. So I want to provide whatever support I can, whether that's distraction, affirmation, whatever there, whatever it is. Yeah, I think um, a lot of the stress too comes out from outside sources, right? Like well-meaning friends and family who will like afterwards want to talk about what was said. We'll have like the family group chats. We'll want to discuss what's what's been going on. Um, that's that's a lot of stress to deal with. You know, the messages that people put on Facebook or, I mean, mean, I'm not as, I really am not affected by like social media stuff. I'm like, okay, whatever. But it's the private text message threads that are like, I don't know why they're stressful. I, I, well, I do. I do know why they're stressful. In the past, there have been, there was like something in particular that was said and and honestly, I lost it. I was very, very upset by it. And I shared I shared that that was very difficult. And there was, like, a no response. Literally, not, not, literally silence. Not right? even a, a, I'm sorry, that's not even a validation of feelings. Zero response. And that's really hard for me. And so, like, I'm just sort of bracing myself for... That, because that might be a thing. Ugh, you guys, I think I'm just, again, you know, you just like build it up and it's really not a big deal. So I'm hoping it's not a big deal. We've decided that tomorrow we're not going to listen. Um, I, I think I may like just have it in my AirPods playing, you know, while we do stuff Other together. Things. And yeah. I mean, my sister's coming home from the mission. So in the middle of the first session, in the middle, and I'm so excited to like wave to her and love on her, even though we can't touch each other, <laughs> but um, I'll make up for it tonight. I'll touch you a lot. Oh, I'm touching you. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the least sincere I've ever heard you. To say, I don't know. Oh, baby, I'm just making a joke. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah. So, guys, I I know that we're all in different places of this of the spectrum. We believe different things. I hope you can appreciate that everyone has their own path. Everyone is doing the best they can, including yourself, including other people, including your spouse. So whatever happens, maybe a little bit of mindfulness would be helpful in all of this. Some meditation, some, you know, prayer. I mean, some prayer, yeah. some journaling, if that helps you. Yeah. Uh, just to help yourself work and process through this. And this is seriously not something that I ever thought I would have to face head on right now. And I'm here we are. I'm facing it head on. So... I'm just going to go with it because there's no more avoiding. And maybe that's maybe that'll be a good thing. It's a good way to end it. 
This has been Marriage in a Tightrope. A few quick announcements. If you would like to reach out to us and tell us about your anxieties for conference, or by the time you listen, maybe your thoughts about conference after that it is now passed. Can you believe that announcement they made? If you're listening to this in the future. (laughs) Um, We don't know either. You can email us at marriageonatightrope at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group, which is always exciting during conference time. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram as well. All the cute pictures there are from Katie. All the ugly ones don't exist because I don't post anything. But uh, if you would like to support the continuation of the podcast, which is made possible by your uh, donations, the best way to do it is actually to sign up for our workshop on a tightrope, which begins on April 30th. Excuse 13th. April 13th. 1-3, April 13th. I'm just going to straight up say it. We're limiting the number of couples that can be there. There are three spots left. So if you would... Oh, ding. Oh, there's oh, two spots left. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, this is a great workshop, which we've talked about a lot, so I'll, I will be short uh, with our explanation here. But it's with Natasha Helfer-Parker. Six weeks, three nights a week. Uh, and can I just say three please. nights a week means like first the Monday nights are the course material course material with the question and answer. Wednesday nights we give you a fun directive. You know, you and your spouse have an assignment to do together. And then we come back and on Sunday nights we do a big Q&A and we talk about what what you did that week. So that's a great tool. So, I mean, really, Mondays and Sundays right. at 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time is when we're meeting. And now that y'all are stuck inside <laughs> like us... Might as well spend those evenings with us. That's right. And if you're not available at those times, uh, we'll, we're, everyone in the course gets access to a online platform where they can watch those taped webinars um, after the fact. So that's a good way to support us and help this... Uh, help this going. If that is not something that you are interested in or you're unable to do, you can also um, send us a Venmo donation at Marriage on a Tightrope. We really want new mic equipment because we've been spitting into the same mic together. We almost justified it a few days ago, but ended up not. Ended up going for a second French roast so that your Creo brew French roast, (laughs) French pot, uh, French press rather, didn't taste like my coffee. So we splurged on an $18 French <laughs> French press instead of uh, new microphone equipment because we're hunched over one mic. Oh, anyway, we love you guys. We hope that conference is a positive experience. If not, um, if not positive, what's an adjective? A bearable experience for those that are, are having a difficult time or those who have left. Reach out to us at any time. We love all of you, and we really mean it. And we'll be doing a post... We'll do a post-conference um, show. Yeah, Radio Free Mormon's going to come on and be... Inter- I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just do the two of us. Uh, I owe him a podcast listening. <laughs> you do. I do. If you'd like to vote on which podcast of Radio Free Mormons Katie should listen to, go ahead and email us at Marriages. Very funny. Okay. We'll see you guys. Have a good weekend. God be with you till we meet again. Isn't that what they usually sing at the end of conference? I believe we're gonna see that it was better That we grew up together Tell me you don't wanna leave Cause if change is what you need You can change right next to me When you're high, I'll take the lows You can ebb and I can flow We'll take it slow And grow as we go Oh, oh, oh.
做一个。